of I Saw You Like This. I'm Annabelle. And I'm Kavita. And we are super excited to have you all joining us today. We're so excited. So um, basically the way that this is going to be structured is that we're going to be discussing a bunch of topics for the next 10 episodes and um, in the same sort of way in which we have had private conversations in which we've explored lots of different things. So today we're going to be talking about feminism and the thing that has sparked this conversation in particular has been the um, vice feminism debate that was filmed, I think, in 2017. But clips often resurface every couple of months. Um, and it's it's um, got a very notable uh, moment where <laughs> somebody jokingly well, claims to have voted for Donald Trump in the U.S. 2016 election as a joke. So um, that's the one that we're talking about. I cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, go and watch that if you haven't seen it already and then let us know what you think. Um, But first, I think it's important that we talk about um, what feminism is and what the different waves of feminism are because feminism is very different to everyone. Mm-hmm. Annabelle, would you like to define broadly what feminism is? And- <laughs> <laughs> um, very, very broadly, feminism is um, ensuring that the genders are treated equally. Um, and it's the first wave of feminism. I'm not very good at the years, but the first wave of feminism was just trying to ensure women had the right to vote because they they haven't always had the right to vote. Um, and then the second wave of feminism came in the 60s, I believe it was. And it was um, very much centered around how women can do what men can do. Um, so trying to not own like, yes, we've got the right to vote now, but we still we want to be treated equally in all senses of the word um and then the think third, Rosie the Riveter kind of let us do work let us wear trousers that yeah, kind of vibe exactly and then the third wave of feminism is kind of where we're at now um which is centered around intersectionality and how the focus shouldn't just be on upper middle class white women which is what it has been for the last two waves and how there's much more to feminism than just um like yeah white people <laughs> it's about <laughs> women white women yeah um there's race religion um ethnicity all sorts uh comes into it so that is my very very brief don't at me definition of hashtag feminism. do not at me <laughs> <laughs> um yes yeah and there's there's um like some talk of like there being a fourth wave which is more about like raising awareness about like the different ways in which toxic masculinity impacts us and um talking specifically about like um sexual harassment and and i guess more nuanced like have a more nuanced discussion of what what patriarchy and toxic masculinity does and actually 
a lot of the time the the latter waves have kind of also opened up the discussion for how patriarchy and toxic masculinity actually also oppress men yeah. and gender non-conforming people um and so it doesn't really actually uphold any benefits for the vast majority of the population unless you are like a cis hetero like straight white man mm. um who's completely able-bodied and upper middle class so yeah i think feminism in my in my opinion like actually has a lot to offer for more than just women and more yeah. than white women <laughs> for sure yeah well, there's also intersectionality, which um, is, is recognizing the different sections in which our society um, is broken up into and how there are different systems of oppression and, and privilege, um, which can either benefit or um, inhibit you. Um, so recognizing that class is a structure in our society. If you are from um, like a very religious country, then things like caste will come into it. Um, ability, uh, gender, sexuality, um, uh, mental illness, mental health, and what am I forgetting? Being cis. Um, all of these great. <laughs> I'm not helping at all. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like they're like, mm, yeah, <laughs> those are the things. <laughs> All of these factions of society and, 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 and recognizing that they all like play in parts of what your identity is. Like me as a brown like person who's also a woman who's also like not straight. Like it like all of these parts are part of who I am. I can't like section off just one part of my identity and be like, that's my identif identifier. Like all of these things impact my life. Right. So recognizing yes. that I work in conjunction. OK, I'm rambling. No, no, I was going to say, which I think often a lot of people tend to do, they do like to section parts of other people, if that makes sense. So they'll, they might look at us and be like, oh, you are women, but then forget that we are women of colour, right? Yeah. Or, um, you know, or the other way around, that like you are a person of colour, but we're women. Actually, you can't separate those two things. It's like the, the first thing that you see <laughs> about us is that we are women and women of colour. So, um, so yeah, I think it's important, um, definitely important wave in the feminism realm. Mm, but let about that. Yes, yay me. <laughs> <laughs> yay us, actually. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about our journey with feminism and how we um how it started where we're at at the moment so Kavita like how yeah tell me about feminism for you what that means to you how you how it came to be I feel like I have I've been very fortunate to have like quite open-minded parents um but I also then went to boarding school like so despite coming from like a family where like my parents um didn't inhibit me from doing anything that I wanted to set my mind to and I, and I guess also I was a tomboy so I was just like <laughs> like I also was that person that was like running around in the mud and being like you can't tell me to just like sit down and be presentable I mean my mom still tries trust yeah. me she's like can you please be more feminine today I don't know what that means literally I don't know what that means but I then also went to boarding school where I was in the UK and um and previous to that, I was living in countries that weren't white countries. I, I grew up, as you can tell from my accent, in, in some 
interesting places that have resulted in this international melange of a voice that I have. Love the international accent. And in boarding school, it was really weird because then I was suddenly like the one, like I I wasn't just like the brown girl. I was the weird brown girl. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and so, (laughs) like literally, I I think I started boarding school like in the middle of like a gothic phase. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And then I entered the space where like all of the women around me, all of the girls around me were like wearing Abercrombie and Fitch and they came from like super, super wealthy backgrounds. And, um, and I just, Oh, Jack Wills, Abercrombie and Fitch, like (laughs) all of it, like the wings. And then I just, I, and I wasn't that, I wasn't (laughs) that. And despite having come from a a really open-minded place, suddenly being immersed in all of this space, actually, I think I ingested a lot of, like my my insecurities kind of like manifested in some interesting ways and then I don't think that I I think I definitely had some not great points of view where I I would I mentally like in my head I would like actually kind of criticize being people being like oh this person wears a lot of makeup or does this and Mm. then I just just realized that I was being a bit of a butthole and those were my own insecurities do you know what I mean yeah and and then I discovered what feminism was um kind of late in the game I think I was like 1920 which is also weird because I did English at at sixth form mm-hmm. and I was just and thinking back now I'm like why weren't we exposed to like more gendered texts about the different genders and what feminism is and how society works we were just exposed to you know classic white men poems <laughs> and <laughs> um and I was like okay great whatever but then I, yeah when I realized what feminism was and I was like oh like cool this is I definitely feel like I am a feminist and as time has gone on I've realized that I've had to do a lot of work I've had to do a lot of like inner dialogue and and grow and sometimes I like really cringe at the way I was <laughs> um, back in the day and then I think also just like when you go through different transitions in life so transitioning from boarding school to uni yeah. and going from this like really protected place and then jumping into like like STEM where we are in a hyper masculine environment like our course there's just so many things that can happen with your own with these transitions and how how you deal with them and I was also it was just it was a messy time for me Mm. I'm not gonna lie (laughs) but to your um to your point so this is another thing that our listeners will find that um Kavita and I live very very similar lives and um I also went to boarding school um also went to an all-girls boarding school and you are so right about how even though we were like surrounded by women and your and I guess the the environment that they that they try to produce is one that is like supportive and like women are great you're going to do great things in the world all of that there is still quite there still can be quite a toxic environment um especially when you're let's say like in the pu- puberty years so like 14, years. 15, yeah, 14 15 16 was definitely a time or 13 as well I'd say it was definitely a time when um 
slut shaming started and you know like you said you were you in your head you'd be like oh my god she wears so much makeup that's definitely something I used to do but like now I'm like who cares like wear your makeup don't wear your makeup do what you want but at the time it was definitely uh oh my god did you see how short her skirt was at the social or like or even stuff that would then carry forward to when we were older like stuff I've had to unlearn like how um you know rules rules I say rules in advantage commas about what you should do when it comes to dating like when it's right when's the right time to do what thing at each stage and on the first date you shouldn't shouldn't do this on the first date or on the second date or maybe you shouldn't do it on the second date or third date or if you do it too early then they then the guy's gonna think that your guy or girl is gonna think that you're um a certain way and then you you know there's all these things that you really have to unlearn and that I definitely it's definitely something I was ingrained in my brain from my boarding school or mm. girls school years I feel like I you probably have a similar experience when you're at a mixed school but I can't comment on it because it wasn't there so. I was at a mixed school and there was also a all-girls school in the same town mm. and it was really weird because sometimes a lot of the guys would want to date some of the girls from the all-girls school and there was this like like narrative or like rumor that a lot of these girls from this all-girls school were like acting a certain way for because they didn't necessarily have like men's attention so that they were more willing to do like more sexual things and and then it was like and then and then it was interestingly like the girls at the mixed school like my school um would almost be like like can you like almost because like you're essentially what we're fighting for guys attention right Mm. like in that age you're like oh my god I can't believe those sluts are like (laughs) behaving this way I can't believe that they would do that right but actually it's just like mm, it's okay Um, that's life yeah our school nickname I think we had whores on the hill sluts on a slope it was a great time you should see Kavita's face right now it's so good like there's a theme here it's like yeah. women and like mountain ranges or something <laughs> women was it whores on a, hi- on a hill sluts on a slope we are how our school was on I won't give away the school I went to but our school was on on a, on a hill so that was I guess why I don't know who came up with it I don't know whether because it was it's one of those things you know you join a school and it's like by the way <laughs> this is our nickname and it's it's gonna stick so I don't know whether the older girls came up with it or whether like the other school other rival girls schools came up with it about our school but yeah we digress <laughs> that's interesting I also like we got told like loads of like interesting stories of like how some of the girls at all girls schools would like use electric toothbrushes or test yes, tubes and that was, things I'm saying yes like that happened no that's not, that's not the <laughs> not the reaction I was going for I said, yes I heard those stories like people would when I tell people I went to an all-girls school people would be like oh wasn't everyone at your school like a lesbian and you're like well no but even if they were why is that an issue and I think that's a problem as mm-hmm. well and that's something that started to frame my I think that's a, another section that people forget about feminism and I'm like why why would that be they'd say they'd always say it like it was something that was wrong and you're just like but but why so what if we're all 
lesbians. That's a great, great. <laughs> like, less men to deal with. Less yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let us live our lives. But it's interesting because, like, being called a lesbian or being called a dyke is, is one of the worst things that you can be called as a woman, right? Because yeah. this idea that you're not desirable to men or that your purpose of being a woman to essentially be in relation to a man or be somewhat connected to a man is no longer there. And therefore that is the worst thing that you could possibly be, including like spinster. Like people would be like, you're going to grow up to be a spinster. Like, cause I didn't really, I had like one boyfriend in the span of like five years mm. and, and people would be like, Oh my God, like don't have a boyfriend. You're going to be a spinster. You're and like, I'm great. Like, <laughs> that sounds that fucking fantastic. So funny because like at the time I didn't really think that deep about it. Um, and now I'm like, oh my God, like, imagine if I stay single for the rest of my life, like peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow. Oh my God. If I lay low, this can actually happen. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Touch wood. <laughs> Touch wood. Oh my God. Um, right. <laughs> um, but also I think also boarding school was weird because I remember just dealing with like periods and things was hard at boarding school and and because we were supposed to be just as good as men in this kind of like second wave kind of mentality because all of our um house matrons and teachers and whatever were I guess of that demographic age group where they that's just the feminism that they grew up with they would almost hold it against you if you had such bad period pain that you couldn't function and stuff like that like I remember I had one friend and she had such bad period pain that she would like you know she she would be sick a lot and she would like even throw up like ibuprofen and painkillers and stuff like that and it was really hard for her to keep food down for those few days and a lot of the time and she was actually she wasn't white she was a black woman and it was interesting because now looking back some of the ways in which my house matron treated her was actually full of like misogynoir like why like treating her like she she is overreacting to pain and not recognizing that this is a serious thing and I remember also me having bad period pain and when I'm on my period especially in the winter months <clears throat> I sleep so much more than I regularly do mm-hmm. And that means I wake up later and like my housemate matron would be like, why aren't you up in time for roll call and stuff like that? And and I would just be like late to those days. And yeah. And I'd be like, sorry, like when my when I'm on my period, like I just I, I lose track of time and sleep and I just need more sleep. And, and she was just like, that's not an excuse. Like you can't use that as an excuse. And it was always so weird to me because like. This was supposed to be a safe space where your house yeah. matrons are and you don't have your parents with you. Mm. well they they act as your well they're meant to be acting as your your parents that's the, it's that's your the thing but often they just yeah. do not yeah guardians better word <laughs> but often they they very very much do not I think in um in an all-girls school setting that wasn't for me that wasn't as much of an issue um but then I didn't really speak to my house mistresses about um periods and that that much it was maybe 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 that is the problem it just wasn't really discussed we kind of just like went about our went about our days oh you started your period okay <laughs> like I don't know that they even knew that I had I think unless yeah I don't know that they knew I think they there was one time 
where they did like a house meeting um, because some people because it wasn't talked about there were people who didn't know how to um, deal with it properly or be like hygienic I guess so then they had to bring like do a whole house talk about it and I was like why wasn't this already just dis- why wasn't this well why why wasn't this discussed already like why is this we're in an all-girl school everyone is going to have their period at some point so why is that just not a natural conversation to have with like the year sevens year eights you know yeah and, and also actually expanding on that conversation to say that maybe not everyone does have their period but this is what happens and this is how you use period yes. products but I just didn't feel like there was that safe space to explore that um, no Definitely it was not. weird. It's very weird. strange. AK schools, listen up. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> make sure you're having notes. the take some notes. Make sure you're having the conversations. Yeah. Um, but what I about did... now? What or, about now? Yeah. What about now? Your feminism now? How do you transitioning from boarding school to where we are in our great twenties? <laughs> My days. I feel like I've grown a lot. Um obviously this is like 2010 um but I I feel like my feminism now is very I think it's inclusive I think I I recognize that I don't know everything Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of what my feminism means specific to me that I don't have to know everything that sometimes I can just because I think there was this point in time where I was like, oh, my God, I, like, I, I don't know this or I'm impacted in this way. And I need to tell other people that I'm impacted in this way. And now I just have to be like open minded to the fact that like I am not exposed to everything that exists or I'm not exposed to, to the ways in which other people experience life. And so mm. I'm going to just be like as open minded as possible. And it's taught me patience. Let's just yes. say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's one thing I found is just I'm I'm learning every day there's always something new to either feminism or just life in general as a woman and a woman of color that I'm like oh didn't think of it like that or oh I could I could definitely use that and that's how I'll if it ever comes up again that's how I'll explain it to x person or or something I think there's there's it's important yeah it's important for everyone to note that we're we're always learning and no one's got it exactly right because there's just no way that you could live every single person on this earth's experience of of anything let alone just um feminism (laughs) um so yeah I think that's the same same with me that I've just been yeah more open-minded and more willing to not that I wasn't willing before but yeah definitely more willing to hear other people's perspectives even if they are very different to my to my own but there is a difference between um listening to other people's perspectives and then understanding and accepting Mm -hmm. because some people's perspectives can be hurtful to my own um but I'm always willing to hear what people have to say before I then make a judgment as to whether I need to take that on board or whether I need to expel it from (laughs) from my (laughs) mind (laughs) yeah (laughs) you definitely have those conversations where I'm like well thank you for that I'm now going to never speak to you about it again <laughs> we're just gonna fully move on um but That's yeah interesting. I think also like having conversations about feminism with some of our like guy course mates maybe mm-hmm. men colleagues and stuff like that that can be challenging yeah very much so I think especially um work there was something I found 
which was always always very entertaining when um the the way that men often think that like the the job is done if they've hit hit a quota this is like men in management so I I raised that I didn't think our team was particularly um diverse um and it, it wasn't I was right <laughs> but, but still sure. um, <laughs> but not just um, gender diversity this is um all all the diversities um and um, my one of the managers was like well you know we are diverse if you look at the people in this room there's like you know equal diversity mix. Of yeah diversity of thought and he that. was like there's more women than men in this room and I was like there are 10 people from our team of 100 in this room there just so happens to be more women in the room at the moment than there are men that doesn't mean that in the whole team there are more women than men and I was like if anything all the women from the team are in this room right now so <laughs> I was yeah. like, how dare you use that as an example? Not like congregate all of the women in one room. <laughs> like, this room is diverse. Don't talk to me about diversity. Yeah. Look how many of us there are. And then he did it again at like this, um, like a team, a big, big team meeting. And he was like, oh, I've asked our, my PA to count how many women and men there are here. And it's pretty much 50-50. And I was like, again, that is not an exact represent. It's not representative of the whole team because there are, people who aren't here and all those people that aren't here from the team are all men (laughs) you're doing it wrong um so yeah (laughs) I think um I don't know where I was going with that but yeah I think in the workplace um especially it's definitely harder to have those conversations with people often it is harder to have those conversations with people who are more senior this is not to say that everyone is um obtuse some people are willing to some people are willing to speak um and listen and learn but it is a as you said in practicing patience at this stage in my life yeah well I work in a super hyper masculine like just so hyper masculine (laughs) um so for those who don't know I am an engineer an engineer I work in I work basically for like a, a steel working company, steel manufacturing company, and it's just heavy industry in general is quite male dominated. And then you add the fact that it's like a STEM profession. So our team is really male dominated. Um, and, and sometimes that can be really annoying. I, like my, one of my colleagues, I won't say who, um, <laughs> actually once tried, like we had to do these audits and he basically wanted to say that I wasn't able to use a tape measure because the tape measure would be too big for my female hands and I was just like and and by the way this was like a month two months into my employment so I was just like how do I how do I highlight how ridiculous of a statement this is yeah whilst also trying to get past my probation period (laughs) 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 and so in that situation I just had to like turn it into a joke and almost use the joke to highlight how ridiculous the statement was so I was just like oh my god my poor little my poor little hands 
how will they possibly be able to hold a device that's less than 200 grams? Oh my God, I can't imagine doing something like that. I can't imagine having done an entire engineering degree and gone through an entire process and like lived my entire life and not having lifted 200 grams, never used tape measure. And then he finally was just like, oh my God, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, I get it. (laughs) And I really had to just like, I can't even believe, like I didn't even know that you could gender a tape measure. <laughs> like, no, but did you? Um, I saw recently there was a, a so, someone shared a picture and it was like um, a tape measure for women or like oh. screwdrivers for women, and they were pink. <laughs> they were exactly the same as normal screwdrivers and tape measures, and I was like, why? Why are we gendering inanimate objects? I don't understand. Literally, I'm sorry. Like a centimeter is a centimeter. It doesn't matter. Like there's no such thing as a male centimeter and a, and a female centimeter. Like oh my god, what the a hell? A <laughs> centimeter is more delicate, didn't you know? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it can become smaller if it's you a... put any pressure on it. You know, it will buckle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time. Um. So yeah, it's... that's our that's our working lives. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And so actually, sometimes I get really frustrated just being in these spaces but and then I tried to do like I tried to host like one of those TED talks like through like our young professional network Mm -hmm. and it was entirely on like being a womana and being um also related to like environmental cause like the climate crisis and global warming and stuff like that and um and nobody turned up except for one of my colleagues. So literally, like one person turned up. For sake. Um, it was literally really weird because also a lot of the women that are in the the like other like teams and other departments, um, none of them turned up. It's really weird because I think there's a lot of people host like internal internalized misogyny where they don't want to talk about these things because it mm. feels like. Because I, I think also people have this idea that like, oh, my gender shouldn't matter. And it's like, yes. well, no, actually, sometimes it does matter because in spite of me being a woman and in spite of the patriarchy existing and the systems that actually prohibit us from progressing in these fields, I have still reached this space. And yeah. that's to my credit. Like, you have to see my gender and you have to see my my race and you have to see all of these different parts of who I am to recognize how much I've had to deal with Mm. and I think often a lot of the older generation are often like oh but you know like we've got we we can vote now (laughs) so so like what's the issue or like you can be or like you can be an engineer now so I don't understand what the issue is like you're here so why why kick up more of a fuss I think that's definitely what I've heard people say before being like oh what is there what's the issue what is there to complain about you can work you can do pretty much what men can do and you're like no like let's not settle for exactly like look how far you've come kind of argument yeah and you're like okay but I want more so (laughs) I would I want more than just being able to possibly get into the engineering field or whatever field is also male dominated I want more more than that so that's definitely something also yeah I don't want it I don't want just the right to exist I want the right to thrive yeah in the same way that other people have been snaps to you (laughs) oh that was beautiful (laughs) actually wow (laughs) I almost want to write it down 
McDonald's <laughs> pizza. Hashtag <laughs> I'm going to get that as my next tattoo. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Instagram caption. Um, so on that note, should we talk about how we feel our feminism is going to develop into the future? and take it away in the next few years okay great I'll start um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited to do a launch in um, so I was thinking because we're, obviously we've changed so much since um, school to university to now um, we're still in the early stages of our careers but there's so many different life experiences I guess that we or our friends haven't haven't gone through yet which I think will sh- shape us differently or should further help our help our our growth as we um progress um so like I was thinking what were we saying how long has it been since I left school give away my age five years five six years I think who knows yeah six years now golly um and like so then in six years six years from now I'm me and my friendship group will be in our like late 20s early 30s and people will be getting married or leading businesses having children you know all sorts of all sorts of things and I just feel like that will that will just our what feminism looks like to us will be so so different but by that point and like if you're if you're trying to raise a child like how does that look to you how do you raise your um daughter or son or um how do you if you're leading a business or leading a team like how do how does that come across um or how will that come across in in that time in the next six years how will society have changed in that time as well because it's not just us that will be changing like I hope people will be more flexible by that point um I just think there's just so many unknowns and I'm excited and also a little scared (laughs) Yeah, I think same, because, like you said, like, life has changed so much over the last however long, and it's so hard to predict, like, what your points of view will look like in the future, but I am excited to to see how I grow, and I, um, you know, I think also, as we get older, we're going to be more settled in ourselves as people, because I've heard from a lot of, like, some of my older friends who are in their 30s that you're just so much more like secure in who you are when you're Mm. older like it and 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 a lot of people um have said like their 20s were actually some of the most difficult years of their lives because you're so uncertain about so much you're trying to like find your path in in life in a very different way to your identity crisis in your late teen years Hmm. um so I'm I'm kind of excited I'm kind of nervous I'm definitely excited for things to get better because like sometimes yes. I'm like oh what are these 20s why are they so <laughs> smelly <laughs> you know, like, what is going on um but I don't really know like and I think there are some great texts out there mm-hmm. um like Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie she wrote a book on um she she wrote um I think it's like it's it's like a feminist manifesto and it's basically like this little guide that's supposed to help you think about things to bear in mind as you're raising a child so that you can raise them to be that more inclusive and more aware of things so there are some texts by some excellent authors that I'm hoping I'll be able to like actually use (laughs) yeah (laughs) um sure 
I don't really know what's go- what's in store for us. You know what I mean? It's a lot. Guess. It's a lot. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Excited for the journey. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of I Saw You Liked This. Big thank you to Season for producing the music on this podcast. That's S-E-A-Z-N. You can listen to them on Spotify, on Apple Music, and they are a wonderful um, sibling duo that I've grown up with. They're from Zimbabwe and they produce some sick, sick beats. Sick beats. <laughs> <laughs> We had a lot of fun recording this, so we hope you had fun listening. Um, we have set up an Instagram page, um, and it's literally just called "I Saw You Like This." <laughs> so, that's a follow. Um, we'll put the at in the description and give us a DM. Tell us, know, let us know what you thought of the episode, and let us know if you want us to talk about anything else. But until then next week soon around <laughs> <laughs>